Praise the Lord and good day to you. Welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in the studio at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. And we're glad to be with you today, whatever day this might be, where you found this great Bible study online. And I call it a great Bible study because of the Bible itself. The Bible is the Word of God. It is the truth of God. It is the story of our redemption and all the promises that come with it and warnings to guard our hearts so that we can have all the promises that come with it. And I'm just excited to be here on these Friday mornings, every Friday morning now. We will be for a while at 9 a.m. Central Time, uh, digging into teaching, studying the Word of God in the book of 1 Peter. This is only the sixth session, so you're getting in on the, on the ground floor, so to speak, if you're just now starting to tune in. But we encourage you to, to grab your Bibles, your pencil, your paper, and follow along with us today. It is, it is an amazing thing what the Lord is doing among those who uh, he's able to bring back to the cross, the focus of Calvary, the, the place of boasting in nothing than, other than the cross of Christ, be, becoming more and more determined every day not to know anything other than Christ and him crucified, learning really what that means. And, 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 and among of those that fear the Lord, that secret of his is found. And he is showing them his covenant. And, and I'm thankful to be a part of, of, of just that people today in the earth, in every tribe, every nation, every tongue. God's got people he's bringing back to this place called faith. It's back to this place where we can hear and receive once again when our focus is on his son and what his son did for us at Calvary. And uh, on Mondays and Thursdays at 8.30 a.m. Central Time, we are studying the book of uh, Hebrews right now. And it's uh, just so marvelous and amazing to me how the Lord pieces everything together and works it all together. Yesterday, our study was in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verse 6, uh, telling us that it's impossible to please God without faith. But they that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And then we find ourselves today, just the next day after, in 1 Peter chapter 1. And we'll read beginning in verses 5 through 9 today because the focus here is faith. The trial of our faith. And the Lord is going to put some very powerful things on the table today for us to digest. And, and they're easily digested if we have a, just a willing mind and a broken heart before him, desiring to know more of the truth that he promised to fill our hearts with and guide us into. And he's going to do that today. And uh, I'm just excited about what he's going to say to us today and attempt to impart into our hearts today. So uh, don't forget about the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. You can click on the store icon there, and our commentaries that we have out there now available are there, preaching, uh, teaching uh, CDs, and uh, Angel Pieces music uh, CD is out there as well. So uh, we just encourage you to go there, and uh, I, I encourage you really to 
to grab these commentaries because uh, they are really what I've written uh, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit over the last four or five years uh, just in, in the Word of God. It's the Word of God with commentary always keeping the focus of Christ and Him crucified. The only avenue of seeing properly that allows us to walk properly and for the Holy Spirit to be able to give us the, the benefits of the new covenant that's always and only found in the blood of Jesus. He taught us that himself in Luke 22 and 20, that the new covenant is in his blood. That means every aspect of it. And therefore, our faith must be consciously today and every day in the death, in the blood, in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, all of those being one and the same. So let us look this morning at verse 5 in 1 Peter chapter 1. And let me say today that I, I've already prayed. I hope you've already prayed. But in case you haven't, let's pray together this morning and believe the Lord for his impartation. He is here. He is with us and he will impart. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your words of life and liberty. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you today for what you will put in our hearts today, what you will write on our minds today, dipped in the precious blood of Jesus, the application of the truth of your word. And we just pray that you would turn the light on brighter for us today, encourage us today, edify us today, strengthen us today, comfort us through the scriptures that you have given to us and we praise you today for all that you're going to say and all that you're going to do in Jesus name amen and amen first Peter chapter 1 verse 5 talking about Christians who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time wherein talking about your faith in the faith, wherein you greatly rejoice. It's the only rejoicing place. True rejoicing is only in the faith. Though now for a season, if need be, <laughs> and there will the need will be, because we've all already seen this experience, you find yourself in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith, the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, this, is mean, this means your faith. This means your faith. Continue reading. Though it be tried, your faith, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love him, in whom, though now you see him not, yet believing, there it is, faith again, because that's what faith is, believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. This only happens in the faith. 
Faith is such a beautiful thing. Watch now. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Remember, Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. And as long as our faith remains in that which it began to be legitimate, honored by God, rewarded by God, faith in this one object, Jesus and what he did at Calvary, meaning his death. If that's where our faith remains, if that remains the object of our faith, then we will experience not only the faith he authored, but the end of the faith, the faith he will finish in us because what he began in us was a good work through our fellowship of faith in the gospel, Philippians 1 and 5. <laughs> That's what allowed him to begin the good work in us was our entrance into a fellowship with the gospel. And he will finish that good work if we make it to the end, if we endure to the end, if we continue to fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah, because there is a beginning and an ending of our faith. And the ending of our faith is the finish line, holding dear the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. The Lord is going to minister to you today and show you things that your ears have not heard. Will you accept it today because it will be God's word? Will you accept it today though it do not come from someone other than this place? Would you accept the truth from anyone? Or do you have to hear it from a certain individual? Be careful. The Bible says we're kept by the power of God, but th only through faith. And it's unto salvation, and we discussed it last week, ready to be revealed in the last time. Verse 6, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold multiplied temptations. That the trial of your faith, the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing, at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Now, the, the temptation. And the trial, the, the aim of the temptation is our faith. And, and, and I've got to bring this in now. What's really on trial is really what we do with the faith. What we do with the faith. And I'm going to share a couple of things with you this morning. If you've heard it before, I pray God establish it even greater in your heart if you've not heard it, I encourage you to write these things down and look for yourself in the Word so that you can see for yourself that what the Lord is trying to show you today is true and that He will help you because the more you understand, 
the more you can experience. So, number one, when our faith is being tried, it's really what we're doing that's being tried. And we know that because faith, you're going to love this today if you have ears to hear, faith cannot fail. Faith cannot fail. I'm going to say that again. The church needs to understand this. We don't, we don't understand some things in the scriptures, and, and because of our, our lack of understanding, we, we think that our faith can fail. People have come to me and said, Pastor, my faith is failing. That, that's an incorrect statement. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, that our faith is our victory. Our faith is our victory. You need to remember that. You might need to write that down and look at that later. Our faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith cannot fail. Faith can never fail. And I know you're probably thinking of another scripture. We're going to get to that scripture in a minute. For those of you who are thinking about it, where Jesus prayed for Peter that his faith fail not, we're going to get to that in a minute, and God's going to bless your heart today. He's going to bless your heart today with an impartation of a greater understanding, maybe that you've not had before, and I pray that you'll receive that today because it will be the truth of God's word. Faith can't fail. I want you to get that. We're not moving on past this too quick because I want you to know something. If you don't understand this, you're going to misunderstand some other scriptures. And, and, and he don't, our Lord does not want you misunderstanding anything he said because if you're misunderstanding something, you're confused. And he doesn't want you to be confused about anything he said because nothing he said brings confusion to the table. It's all plain. It's all simple because it's all through the simplicity of Christ. And what he did at Calvary. And if that's the avenue through which you're looking, the understanding, the wisdom, everything you're looking for comes to your heart, is added to your heart. Hallelujah. And, and you're going to see this today. If you'll understand, faith can never fail. Faith can't fail. There's two reasons we know why faith cannot fail. Number one is that faith works by love. Write this down. Galatians chapter 5 verse 6 tells us, you can read it with your very own eyes, faith worketh by love. Amen. And it's not just a feeling of love. It's not just an emotional love. The faith that comes to us from hearing the word, if we're hearing properly, is the faith of the Son of God that loved us. There's the fuel for the true faith that comes, uh, that loved us and gave himself for us, which is the confirmation that our faith must be in the sacrifice of Christ Jesus. It must be there. Consciously it must be there. We must even be looking at the scriptures in the light of who Jesus is and what he did at Calvary. That's why we must open our Bibles and point to Calvary or it's pointless. <laughs> it's pointless. If we don't open our Bibles and point to Calvary, then we, we're, we're not putting on the table for God's people the avenue through which he he, he gives the hearing of 
faith. Remember what Paul wrote to the church in Galatia? He told them, he said, did, did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? <laughs> faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And the Word of God must be in the context of Calvary, or hearing will not produce proper faith. We must be hearing properly. And if we are, through the avenue through which faith comes and is fueled by the love of Christ through the avenue of him giving himself for us on Calvary's cross, then faith will come and we'll find ourselves rejoicing more than in a good song, but in the faith, hallelujah. We'll find that faith working. Faith always works if it's kept, if it's maintained. Hallelujah. Get this now. We know faith can't fail because it works by love. And love cannot fail. 1 Corinthians 13 and 8. Love cannot fail. Love never fails. And if faith works by love, the love of Christ, uh, and what he did for us in the giving of himself at Calvary, the cross will never fail. The faith of the Son of God that we've been justified by can never fail. It always works. Number one, we know faith can't ever fail because it works by the love of Christ who gave himself for us. And love can never fail. Do you get that? You need to really get that. You, I don't mean you need to say, okay, I, okay, I know that. No, you need to get that in your heart. You need to know, my faith cannot fail. The faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me, and overcame all principalities and powers through his death on Calvary's cross, cannot fail. You get that? <laughs> his faith cannot fail. Now get this now, the number two reason we know faith can't fail, I might fail to keep it, but faith can never fail. Number two reason we know faith cannot fail is because the Bible says in Romans chapter 12 verse 3 that the Lord has dealt to us the measure of faith. God will never give you anything that can fail. God will never give you anything to live by and to be able to think according to, Romans 12, 3, to prevent us from thinking more highly of ourselves. God will never give you anything that will fail. And someone spoke up and said, well, God gave us the law and it failed. No, the law never failed. We failed to keep it. The law served its good, acceptable, and perfect purpose of Almighty God. We failed to keep it. Same thing with faith. It can't fail, but we can fail to keep it. Come on, somebody. I told you it was going to be good today. Hallelujah. I told you it was going to be better than good. Faith can't fail. Faith can never fail because it's fueled by the love of Christ through what he did for us on Calvary's cross. It can't fail. My goodness, this is good news. So when the Bible says that the trial of your faith, you're really being tried just to see 
if you'll keep it. Now that is, of course, for those who even know the right object of faith. I mean, if the object of our faith is water baptism or for salvation or sanctification, if, if the object of our faith for anything dealing with our, our God is anything other than Christ and him crucified, then we're trying to dabble with some faith that it's not going to work anyway. It's never going to work. God doesn't honor any faith other than the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Do you know that great truth? It's impossible to please God without faith, but what faith? Because the Muslims have faith. The Mormons have faith. The Jehovah's Witness have another faith. The Catholics have another faith. Christians have been given through their faith, their trust, their dependence upon their hearts believing under righteousness, meaning Christ, our righteous king, and what he did on Calvary's cross as the righteous work of God to impute it to us. If that's where our hearts are trusting in the cross of Christ, then we are functioning in the faith of the Son of God. We're living according to the faith of the Son of God. May I add to this today that I don't care if you're a Muslim and on your way to hell, and they all are. I don't care if you're a Mormon or Jehovah's Witness and trying to work your way into heaven. You're really only digging a deeper place in hell for yourself because none of, the, none of those avenues, none of those people make it to heaven unless they, they throw away all that and count it done and come to simple faith in Christ, simple exclusive faith in Christ Jesus the Son of God and what he did on Calvary's cross as the Lamb of God. Anything outside of that my friend is a reservation in the flames of fire for eternity. I'm not being ugly I'm being biblical and we need to know that today. So uh, but, but get this, what I'm trying to say is all those false religions in the world they're tried every day them, their own selves to see if they'll keep the, whatever kind of faith they've got. I don't care what, who you are. You, if you believe in an old wooden pole out there, you're going to be tried to, to, to see if you'll just keep believing in that old wooden pole. So you got all that foolishness, all that ungodly, lying avenues of satanic influence and destruction out there but the Bible's talking about us who have been dealt by God the measure of the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us that's what we rejoice in that's what the temptations come with an aim of attacking to try to make us think the cross really is not enough to get me through this uh, I really I, I can't find a place of rejoicing in this if you can't rejoice in everything, if you can't be grateful and thankful in everything, you're under a manifold set of temptations there and the aim is really what you do with that faith you've been dealt by God. It can't fail. It is our overcoming victory. Again, 1 John 5 and 4. Let's go to a scripture today. 
in uh, let's look here. I, I brought it to the table uh, because I wanted us to look at it today because this scripture comes into play. Luke 22 and 32. I want us to look at it together today. Quit that. Uh, Luke 22, 32, I think I said. Yes, Jesus prays. He tells Peter, I've prayed for you. This is Luke 22 and 32. And, and this is the scripture that can be misunderstood if you don't understand that faith can't fail. Faith can't fail. Faith cannot fail. That's an emphatic, absolute, concrete truth that we've heard already the scriptures concerning this morning. Faith that we live by is the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. You can't tell me that faith can fail. You can't tell me that whatever God gives us can fail. It can't. We can fail to keep it. But it can't fail, that faith of the Son of God. And it is that faith. <laughs> hey, it's not even the faith they dwelt by, uh, lived by under the old covenant. Galatians 3 and 23 says, when that faith came, and we'll get into that further down in 1 Peter chapter 1, actually, later on in the teaching. But it's, and it's going to be wondrous too, hallelujah. The Lord is imparting through the knowledge of Calvary, the focus of Calvary, the great gold that's buried in the word of God, hidden not from us but for us to seek him and, 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 and to allow him to guide us into all truth. And I'm talking about a little bit more and more each and every day. Hallelujah. So let's look at this, what Jesus told Peter in the light of faith can't fail. So watch what Jesus told Peter in Luke 22 and 32. Jesus says, but I've prayed for you that your faith fail not. Remember, whatever Jesus prayed for, <laughs> it's going to happen. Faith can't fail. I've prayed for you, Peter, that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. Now let's look at this scripture and let's dig out a little bit more uh, deeper understanding of this. Not changing a thing. <clears throat> when I say dig out, I mean just, ma just magnify a bigger picture of what really is already being said. We're not changing anything. We're just seeing it in a larger way today, at least for those who have ears to hear and eyes to see. But I've prayed for you that your faith fail not. Now the word fail here means to omit, to be omitted. That your faith is not omitted. Uh, that you that you don't cease, that that, that 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 you don't that you don't die, that you don't leave out, that you don't pass by this faith. Well watch, he says when you are converted and we know for Peter what that means according to what this word means, converted. It means when you are, when you convert, when you turn around again, when you turn again, when you come around again. And we know concerning Peter that he, he got sidetracked. He, he, he fear gripped his heart. It's not the only time it happened to Peter. Thank God he was a man after 
the Lord's heart. He wanted to serve God. But here we, we know that Peter denied Christ three times. Well, you don't do that by faith. Faith can't fail. But Jesus prayed that Peter's faith wouldn't fail. And Peter's faith, he didn't keep the faith. He did not. You know, listen, nobody's keeping the faith when they're denying Christ. Nobody's keeping nobody keep the faith, walking in the faith, is denying Christ. So Peter's faith didn't fail. Christ prayed his faith fail not. But Peter failed because faith can't fail. Remember? Faith can't fail. People have come to me, and I know I've shared this before, but people come to me in the past said, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. My faith is failing me. And I have to just be nice as I can to them and say, My friend, faith can't fail. You may be failing to keep it. You may be failing to exercise it. But faith can't fail because it works by love, Galatians 5 and 6, and God has given you the measure of faith. It's been measured from the faith that cannot fail, the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us by which we live. And God doesn't give us something to live by that can fail. Hallelujah. Somebody said glory to God. See, we need the simplicity of the teaching. This is, this is not, listen, this is not just something that a few people need to hear, my friend. The church is wandering today in confusion because they don't understand God's word. And the reason they don't understand God's word is because it's not opened and applied by the blood. And I know some would say, well, the Holy Spirit has to do that. Yes, the Holy Spirit has to do that. But he does it through men and women, boys and girls, who open God's word and present it, the truth, in its righteous context. In its righteous context. I hope you understand that. The Bible is not a Pentecostal Bible. It's not a Baptist Bible. It's a... It's the holy words of Almighty God. And Bibles that are written with all these notes in them that are not notes pointing you to Calvary, my friend. They're pointing you to something else to put your faith in. Well, if I could just do these three things, that's not faith in Christ. That's you doing three things. <clears throat> and you're not going to end up doing them three things faithfully. <laughs> and if you're not careful, you're going to think the trying of your faith is coming to, to, to try to uh, prevent you from doing those three things. Let me tell you something, my friend. The trying of our faith only comes, the, 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 the aim of the trial is to see if I'll continue to trust with my heart what I trusted in on day one, which was the righteousness of Christ, what he did for me at Calvary. You do understand that the object of our faith has to be the death of Jesus. It has to be Christ and him crucified. Not that and something else too. That alone. I can't wait for Sunday morning's message. It's going to be, I believe, just wonderful and encouraging. Our glorious journey to glory. Oh, my goodness, the Lord is pouring out among those 
who he's bringing back to the place we can receive and hear properly. And that is the cross. That is the cross. The Lord is showing his people, among his people now, really what it means to boast in nothing else. Most don't like it. Most are exegetically and hermeneutically squirming and squirmishing, attempting to, uh, to get away from it. All, all the while, they prove they're not in step with the Apostle Paul and what he wrote. The Lord is showing the church today by a few, whosoever will, among his people, will come out from among all the things that are not true biblical faith, all the avenues through which men have crept in among us and brought and put on the, on the table for poisoning the body of Christ, and more so today than we could imagine. Most sit in local churches every week and are being poisoned and only leave more confused and end up in divorce. Their marriages are miserable. Their kids are not having any better raising than they did. Uh, oh, it's just a horrible thing to look at and see. For where the cross of Christ is not proclaimed, I do not mean mentioned occasionally where the cross of Christ is not proclaimed and becomes the focus then we can in no way be being made conformable to that which we're not looking at and somebody said amen but let's get back to this today because the Lord wanted us to see this today when Jesus prayed for Peter that his faith fail not Jesus knew faith can't fail. Everything he did was by faith, and it never failed. And that's the measure, the measure of that faith. Paul said in Galatians 2.20, that's the faith we live by. We walk by. There is no other faith God is pleased in or God honors. And that's another confirmation that the faith that comes by hearing God's word must be the faith of the Son of God. Remember, who loved us, that's the fuel of the faith that comes to us that keeps it from failing because love can't fail. Glory be to God. Hallelujah to the Lamb forever. It doesn't matter what everybody else says or believes. God is never one time in the entirety of peoples on the earth been in the majority of anything. He's never been in the majority of anything. He's always been dwelling in and among the few. The humble, the lowly, the contrite of spirit, those who are broken. Only a broken heart has a place for God to enter into. The Bible says in Psalms that he comes near the brokenhearted and he saves the contrite of spirit. Hallelujah. And that's not just a, the born-again experience. That's the daily experience. As our hearts stay broken before him that he might might come in through the broken places and mend them and that he might save us daily from ourselves as we remain contrite and lowly, hallelujah, walking with the one who was the lowliest of all, yet exalted now above all. 
Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory be to God. I've prayed for you, Peter, that your faith fail not. And when you're converted, not when your faith finally gets, no, when you're converted, hallelujah, hallelujah, when you're converted, when, when you turn again, strengthen your brothers, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's what's going on now among the body of Christ. God is teaching us true faith. He's teaching us that faith never fails. Faith always overcomes. And if we're not experiencing that, it's not our faith that's the issue. It, it's only one of two things. It's the object of our faith. And if that is wrong, well, it it can't work anyway. If it's right, that means it's the cross of Christ. That and it's and we claim I'm trusting in I believe in the cross, but it ain't working. That means I'm not exercising, I'm not surrendering. Romans chapter six, I'm not yielding from my heart with my heart again to that great truth of Calvary. So many people today say, send me messages. I, I do believe in the cross, but I'm, I'm failing. I, I have no peace. I'm, I'm miserable. I'm, you have to, my friend, believe with the heart unto. It's not words I say that I believe in the cross. It's with my heart I yield by faith in the death of Jesus. And that brings me just as it did in the born again initial experience. It brings me into the experience by faith in the death of Jesus. There I experience the removal of the lack of peace and the adding to my life the peace that I need only in the death of Christ, only by faith in the death of Jesus. For the death of Jesus Christ alone, there on the cross is where everything was removed that was not of God and everything was began that will eternally be of God. That is why Jesus has become the new and beginning way. He ended all things that he once began and became the ending of all things he once began. And he in and of himself became the beginning of all things that God will ever be a part of and do among men. Hallelujah. The curtain's been pulled on all that. We don't see the fullness of it yet. The devil's been defeated we don't see the fullness of it yet. Christ, our hope of glory, dwells in us and we are headed to a place, my friend, where that glory is about to be revealed but we don't see all that yet. Everything that's been put away forever is because of the death of Jesus. Your lack of peace, your lack of victory, your lack of anything he's offering, that lack was put away in his death and him becoming your good and chief shepherd, you find the benefits of the new and living way in the death of Jesus through your faith. But faith is not words. It may end in words, but it begins in the heart, in the heart that's yielded to the death of Jesus. You need to understand that. It's not about you getting your way. It's about you experiencing 
experiencing by faith in the death of Jesus the new and living way that he is to you that can only be applied daily to your heart by the blood. There is no application of truth to the heart of man without faith in the blood of Jesus. I can't help it how exegetically and hermeneutically and all those big man's wisdom, words of man's wisdom, Oh, I can't help it how much they squirm to try to move away from the cross. We only draw more near. Hallelujah. God's loving kindness is what draws all men. Jeremiah 31, 3. But only the blood of Jesus. Ephesians 2, 13. Has God been able to bring a people near to him? And oh, thank God today for the blood of Jesus that we can walk near to our God with him. Let me say today that if Enoch walked with God and pleased God and he didn't even have the faith that we do, my Lord, we need to step up. We need to get real and we need to get right. We need to get hungry. We need to be in revival every day. Let me say it again. If Enoch walked with God and pleased God and was translated because he had that witness, that testimony that he pleased God, how much more have you and I now because that faith of the Son of God has come and we live by that faith. Hallelujah. Oh, we live by that faith. We move by that faith. We have our being by that faith. It's a perfect faith that cannot fail. Hallelujah. Let's get back to 1 Peter. <coughs> Watch this now. That the trial of your faith, verse 7, being much more precious, and that's talking about your faith, much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire. That's your faith. And the trial of your faith is really the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for the Christian. And, the, and, and what's on trial there? Is just how real it is to us. Because remember, when the temptations, the manifold temptations come, they're aimed at your faith. The aim of the temptations is at your faith to see what you'll do with it. What you gonna do with that faith you've been dealt? Are you gonna keep it? Because you'll be kept if you keep it. It's God's only avenue of keeping you in the victory and all the benefits he provided for you at Calvary. This is why all, this, all these thousands of books that's been written over the last hundred years and all these men that think they have a corner on faith and some of them even given names like the father of faith. Bible says Abraham's the father of faith, not somebody who wrote a book and got all pumped up and puffed up and, and got out there and got to teaching something that wasn't even pointing to the blood of Jesus, the cross of Christ. What we need to have today as a church is a big old healthy bonfire. Hallelujah to the Lamb. We need to, we need to gather up all the books that men have written that didn't point us to Calvary, and we need to have a good old weenie roast bonfire because that's about 
right where those books need to be. Burn up. They ain't no good. Hey, listen, anything that's pointing you to anything other than the cross of Christ ain't no good for you because only through faith in the cross will your faith be recognized, honored, and rewarded by God. And when you try to separate the work of Christ on Calvary's cross, his death there, from the word of God written in your Bible, then you're confused. And I was confused for years. Listen, we don't get the option of doing with God. I mean, you can, but God doesn't allow it. He won't honor it. He won't reward it. He won't bless it. We don't get to just take the word of God and put it on the refrigerator and declare it and demand that God move on it. The word of God is not for us to carry out our will. The word of God is for God to carry out his good, acceptable, and perfect will in our lives, through our lives. And so our, 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 the Bible says the trial of your faith. And that word there means the genuineness. That, look, let's, let's look the word trial up. Let's, let's pull it out here. Let's pull out the word there. And it means trustworthiness. How much you trust in this faith you've been dealt by God? How much you trust in the faith of the Son of God? When we think, listen, and we don't even do it intentionally. There are hundreds of thousands, if not a few million all over this nation today who are doing it and don't even realize they're doing it. But we, And I've been there and I was there for years. Most of the church, almost all the church is there today. We, we're trusting in the words we speak. We're trusting in the money we give. We're, the object of our faith becomes the purpose-driven, the government of 12, the walk of Emmaus, the AA, the celebrate recovery. I see it on church signs out there. If they're not celebrating the cross of Christ, Christ through faith in what he did at Calvary alone, they ain't got no recovery to be celebrating. If I have to go to a meeting and stand up and say, I'm an alcoholic, alcoholic uh, and I'm recovered. Man, I got big problems. If I'm a Christian, the Bible says all things passed away. My alcoholism passed away and I'm now to declare the truth of God. Not who I used to be, but who I am now in Christ. What is that now? Free from alcoholism. Free from drug addiction. Hallelujah. All those things have crept into the church and, and have become in a secret, unknowingly, deceptive, deceitful way. Objects of faith God will in no way use. He won't use them. They won't be used by God. The church gets mad about this. We got men with big names in the church world today that claim fasting will bring you victory over sin. That can't be true because fasting is something you do. It's not faith in what Jesus did. But what we do is, what we do is, is with all those programs and that last scenario I mentioned is we, we think that, that God uses these things and, and he doesn't and what we're doing is we think it's the cross and these things and the cross of Christ and anything means that now that and anything eliminates us from the grace that comes to us freely through exclusive the exclusiveness of God's 
new and living way, being the death of Jesus. But here's what we do toward God, even with our hands raised to God, our tears flowing, being moved upon by something, not always God. Here's what happens, though. If we're trusting in any of these programs, then we're telling God from our heart, the cross is not enough. If the cross is enough, then walk away from all those things. If the cross is not enough, then, then you're going to have to be looking for something else. But where the cross is seen as enough, there comes the people boasting in nothing but Christ and Him crucified. There comes the people into a greater revelation of being determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. It's all the dabbling in all these other things and trying to put Scripture on them. Scripture's not made for your purpose driven. Scripture wasn't given for the celebrate recovery. The, the walk of a, Scripture was made for us to see who Scripture's about, the living Word, Jesus Christ, and who He became to us and what He provided for us as the Lamb of God on Calvary's cross. Hallelujah. When we move away from that, we're telling God the cross wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough. Now, we're not doing it up here at the front desk of the warehouse, it's all going back on back here in the subconscious in the warehouse where everything is being stored. But God is ready today for you to, 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 for you to take that which has been on the front desk and throw it in the dumpster and allow your focus, your attention, the only object of your faith to be Christ and Him crucified so that when your fa that faith is tested, you'll be able to grab a hold of that reality, that truth, and make it through anything and find that faith overcoming. Hallelujah. Because it's the faith that overcomes. The only way we can experience God's overcoming power the only way we can make it through any testing, trial, temptations if, is if we're holding on to the right faith. And that's the measure of faith we were given upon being born again. And get this, it's Romans 12 and 3. I hope you've written it down. God has dealt to all of us the measure of faith. And it was measured out of the faith of the Son of God. And again, faith just can't fail. If I'm failing as bad as I don't want to admit it, and that's my stinking lying flesh, uh, uh, because we don't like admitting that we're failing, but when we're failing, we want to blame something. And every time we've ever failed as a child of God, it's because we weren't keeping the faith we were given, it cannot fail. We might fail to keep it. We might fail to hold it dear. We might fail. But just like the law never failed in its purpose, faith, the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us will never fail. It won't fail. I might fail. And when I fail, when I turn again, as Peter back to the proper focus, then I'll be able to strengthen the body of Christ. Then, then and only then will I, not by getting up and declaring the word of God, but by pointing people to the sacrifice of Christ.
through the word of God? Will I be able to be used by the Holy Spirit to strengthen and edify and to comfort God's people in a pastoral manner or just simply a Christian brotherly manner? And I know you've been blessed today for those of you who love the truth of God's word. You know, it takes a love of the truth to be able to be delivered from any type of deluge, any type of deception. It takes the love of the truth. You see, there's that word again. We're not talking about feelings and emotions. There's all kind of misconceptions and deceitfully lustful thoughts about feelings and emotions. You try to add those to what God uses, you're denying the power of the gospel. Anybody that tries to add feelings and emotions to an avenue that God uses, that's why they're not boasting in the cross alone because they hadn't learned that yet. They still think feelings and emotions play a part. It don't play no part at all. The gospel alone is the power to save. It'll cause your emotions and feelings to be moved, but so will marijuana and Jack Daniels. So will hurt feelings. So will false doctrine will even cause everything we see, hear, smell, taste, touch, all of our, any of our senses being touched by anything moves our feelings and emotions. Only the gospel holds the power, any power, all power, to be saved, to be found living saved, to be found in the midst of manifold temptations, clinging to that faith we were dealt by God in the beginning of our salvation. Only that, my friend. The gospel alone, the gospel alone, the gospel alone. The gospel alone. Once you make that decision, as I did in 2005, when I asked the Lord in a, in a state of ignorance, I've, I accept the cross is the way, Lord, but how am I going to preach the cross the rest of my life? And I want you to know something. He didn't speak to me in that moment. He didn't answer me in that moment. What he did from that moment to this is he's shown me how we're going to preach the cross till we're with him. Every time we open our Bibles, there it is. For the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he shows them his covenant. And they, like the Apostle Paul, begin to see the reason for the boast in nothing other than the cross. They, them, they begin to see why there needs to be a determination to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. How that God penned every word He spoke that's written in our Bibles with the blood of the Lamb. That everything He's ever done has been through the blood of the Lamb. And in times past, in various ways, in diverse manners, God spoke to the Jews by the prophets. But the Bible there in Hebrews 1, 1 and 2 says, in these last days he's spoken to us by his son. 
Hebrews 12 and 24 tells us that it's the blood of Jesus that's doing the speaking. That's the avenue through which God speaks to his people by son. It's the blood that speaks. Are you hearing? Which confirms that all of God's words which are in righteousness and only revealed in the gospel because the gospel is Jesus Christ in the shedding of his own blood on Calvary's cross. There's where everything is found if you find anything that's of God. There's where it is all experienced if you experience anything that's of God. Because he won't be involved in anything that's not the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. He won't reward anything that's not the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. He won't be pleased at all, ever, at any time outside the perimeters of the faith of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who loved us and gave himself for us. That's the faith that will never fail. That's the faith we live by. And my friends, that, is the faith that overcomes. And that faith, if we will cling to it, fight the good fight of faith to keep it, we will be found being kept by our God through every manifold trial and temptation. And we'll come out on the other side of every one of those trials more refined and looking more like our Jesus every single time. It takes his faith to be more like him. And that's what I hope and pray we're all after. Hallelujah to the Lamb. I hope that you've been blessed and encouraged today through this broadcast. I hope that you are confident enough to go and look at those scriptures that you've heard. Confident enough to hit the share button to help us. Don't be ashamed of the gospel and don't be ashamed of those who are sharing and preaching it because you know people and other ministers that aren't very fond of our ministry. Don't let that keep you trapped in a place of fear. Help us publish the glorious gospel the Lord has given to us. Help us do that on social media. It's not about anybody knowing us but about everybody knowing him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If the Lord stirs your heart to help support what he's doing here in and through this ministry, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. We love you. Have a beautiful day, and I'll see you Sunday morning at 10 a.m as we declare Christ and Him crucified. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then. God bless you.